Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Brothers and sisters Welcome to episode number 12 um, Which we have entitled What have we entitled this one? Recapping 2020 Recapping 2020 We went through a number of different titles But essentially we're looking at the year of 2020 In the news um, and some key events uh, Trying to work through it chronologically Looking at the fires, looking at COVID, impeachment Some other issues with America and China uh, Black Lives Matter And perhaps we can touch on some of the other issues Towards the end of the year as well Such as the Beirut explosion, Armenia, Azerbaijan and There's so much to get through But we'll see what, how much we can manage to get through And just sharing our thoughts on some of those key events So stay with us as we walk you through 2020 as it happened Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back. So let's have a chat about 2020. Um, first off, though, I want to ask you: What do you reckon about this whole worst year in history thing that's going around? Like everyone yeah. saying 2020 is just the worst. In fact, that started from like not even just now, but around the middle or even like the first quarter of the year, people were already saying 2020 is the worst. Yeah. Like, what's your take on that? Do you think it's actually that horrendously bad? Is it that different to every other year? Yes, of course, it's COVID and that sort of marks it. Mm. Um, but is it really that, like, horrendously terrible in the scope of human history? Yeah, I think it's a good place to start. Um, I want to share two thoughts on that. Um, I think the first one is that in how bad was it? Yeah. And I think it's one thing... It's hard to say that. Like, it's hard to even hear that when you, uh, and you're not not charging that you're putting it in this particularly, yeah. um, you know, negative way. But you can't really brush it off like that. Yeah, sure, a few people died, but is it really that yeah, bad? No, no, but okay. I think it was obviously, you know, like we've said, we were having a chat before going live. Um, in terms of how bad the virus has been, it's been the worst in one of the worst in human history. One of the worst it's, in human history. Okay, but if you look at, like, you can even look at YouTube videos and whatnot that compares it to other pandemics. And yes, it's been bad, no mm. doubt. But it's been, like, relative to human history, the rest of it. Yeah. It's been so much more controlled. Like, obviously, at this stage, it's, you know, all over the place. Mm. But it's there, there's ways to address it that human beings didn't have prior. Mm. Anyway, without getting to, like, too COVID-specific, because we'll get yeah. onto that later. Um, but, yeah, like... You don't think it's at all exaggerated? I don't. Know. I, I don't. Uh, okay. I don't. Uh, look, I don't I'm know not, how not you can charging. say that. Like, I'm not, no. Let I'm me. I'm not putting a position. For that's it. not what I'm talking I'm about. I'm saying when you say how bad was 2020, let's not talk about COVID. Okay, okay. I don't mean let's not, but let's not specify COVID. How do you only. do that? Like, okay, how is that? That's not possible. Are people saying that 2020 is worst year ever, only because of COVID? Pretty much. What else? Well, they've been saying many other things. Like, like for what? example, one of the things that I've come across mainly on like social media and whatnot is that people call 2020 worst year ever because of 
or sort of it's either COVID or the implications of COVID. It's a lockdown. No, there's more. There's more like celebrity deaths, for example, Kobe oh, Bryant, come right? On. No, but honestly, that's got to be a byline somewhere. It's got to no, be a footnote. Bro, people are like, Kobe Bryant's died. Twenty twenty is the worst. Like honestly. And there's been like I don't these think kinds it, of no things. No one, no reputable media thing can ever say that and get away with it. It's not media, but I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about general yeah. perceptions. Like 2020 has been a bad I year. wouldn't even share my thoughts on that. Like that's how dumb I think it is. Like okay. one celebrity, the rest of humanity. How many deaths have we had in- From COVID? COVID. There's been, I think, I think 750- Yeah. Million or something. Yeah. No, not- <laughs> It's a pretty big figure, right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. It's a pretty big figure. Wait. Have I got that right? I don't know if I've got that right. No, that's too many. 750 million, it can't be. That's way too many. We had... Um, anyway, I'll get you to look up yeah, the exact well, figure. But um, point is, right, however millions have died as a result of it, I, I, I wouldn't waste more than what we've already wasted on this conversation saying, you know, or giving any airtime to opinions that say, you know, what do you think about Kobe, Kobe Bryant dying and therefore 2020 being the worst year or... Yeah, there've been um, there've been um, deaths, you know, in sporting celebrities, in cricket, in basketball. There've been others. To be honest, I don't even remember them um, because I'm not a massive follower of those celebrities. But I think just to to, to look at some of the stuff we've said. Number one, um, I don't think you can talk about 2020 outside the con. I don't even think you can have a conversation. Like I might seem a little bit pushy on this point, okay, but sorry, I, I don't think we can pause, have a. Pause one sec. COVID death toll apparently is around 2 million at the moment. 2 million, roughly. It seems as of January 11th, so today, it seems like 2 million. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah, obviously. Massive. That's like, imagine, it's hard to even visualize this, but the typical attendance at a Hajj, the total yeah. attendance is about 2 million. That's crazy, subhanAllah. Just imagine all those people yeah. from all those people around the world. Anyway, look, my general thoughts on the whole 2020 being, I have two thoughts on it. Number one, you can't divorce the issue of COVID from yeah. 2020. Like I think like you can't talk about 2020 without making it all about COVID, I, th- I think. I think there have been some important, obviously, developments outside of that, and I, judging by your facial expressions, you t- t- seem to disagree. But if you look at Not really. <laughs> 2020, its implications, and then the way that the scientific world has tried to respond to it, and then the conspiracy theories around that, and you know all that has pretty much occupied all of 2020, like the years passed in that much. Um, but... I think what's important is, you know, I can say or you can say whatever we want about how the year went by, but I think that the way that some people will speak about it um, and then some Muslims sort of um, borrowing from mm. that terminology yeah, of yeah. just cursing 2020, of saying it's the worst year ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and there's obviously been a lot worse. There have been TV shows that talk about, you know, death to 2020 yeah, and, yeah. Um, and using expletives to describe the year. Um, whether that's in memes or just everyday talk as well, I think there's a really beautiful hadith that we can look at, which is hadith Qudsi, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, لا تسب الدهر. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not curse time, mm. for I am time. Um, and there's an explanation of that. Imam Nawawi explains that, saying that it's a metaphor. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not time itself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created time. But he explained it by saying that when the Arabs used to curse time, and this is so interesting because um, Imam Nawawi is explaining this 
obviously well before COVID happened, but his explanation of it when he says that when the Arabs used to curse time, they, they would do it in times of disaster or disease, mm. yeah. like we're you know, in our time yeah. now, in times of death, old age, loss of money and whatever else, they would say woe to time. It's a form of yeah. cursing on or inveying against time. Um, I guess you could analogize to 2020s or Absolutely, worse. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the Prophet said, in light of what that custom at the time, do not curse against time because Allah is time. Um, meaning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that brings about death yeah. and old age and distress and disease, whether as a form of punishment or whether trial. as a form of trial, yeah. He brings those about. And so by cursing those things, you are directing that, that curse towards Allah. Um, he is the one who causes them to happen. Um, here, the word time means an age, it, mm. a, a zaman. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and time cannot subsist in and of itself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates it. Mm. It's a series of events that pass yeah, one yeah. by another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates those events. And so I think as Muslims, you have to think of that hadith when you talk about 2020. Mm. Can't just be. Um, you can't sort of rattle those expletives or the that light la- loose language off without thinking twice and thinking, you know, should I? Yeah. Subhanallah. So I just want to confirm. So you agree that 2020 is an exceptionally bad year? I think um, if we can say it's a bad year, it's a sad year. I would prefer. I just say it's a really it's a okay. it's a year that was full of sadness. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a year that was full of misery and death and destruction and whatever else. Mm. I wouldn't go to that next level and start cursing it as a result or talk about it as the worst year ever. Um, you know, there might be a fine line. Worst year ever might still be a description. Like it's purely descriptive. It's not like, you know, mm. you're not passing judgment over it except to say that in your short life, that has probably been the one that's most full of disaster and stuff. But yeah, I'd probably err on the side of caution and just say, yes, it's been a, a year that's been full of sadness. Yeah. And Look, I think it'll... Go down in the history books. Like 100%. It will, 2020 will be known as the year of COVID and it will always have that mark next to it. Um, But yeah, like you could say even looking at things even more politically, has there been, there's certainly been political happenings and so forth, but things like wars, for example, Mm. have there been large scale conflicts and wars, particularly in Muslim lands and things like that? Because other years have been far worse, you could argue. For the Muslim world than yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in no short part because of COVID. Yeah. They've yeah. not been able to mobilize their armies and, you know. And so they decide to do their coups at home. Yeah. <laughs> I really like With that their description. Capital building. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Like, I guess as a result of not, you know, armies not being able to mobilize themselves and, and so forth, um, they've kept their incursions, you know. And their violence. And their violence. Internal. Uh, internal. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, you're right. I see where you're going with that. Um, fires that had started, like yeah. literally and metaphorically speaking, continued to burn. Mm. Um, so at the start of the year, obviously, yeah, the, it was the implications of it was the sort of consequences of the fires that started in late 2019 yeah. continued to burn. I think Australia was one of the worst hit in terms yeah, of it's one of the worst. Do you remember this time last year? I wasn't actually in the country, um, but just before I left. Subhanallah, like the streets of Sydney yeah, were just completely full of smoke. And smog and all it that. Was, kind of you yeah. were wearing masks for a very different reason, right? Um, little did we know we'd have to, you know, resort <laughs> to these masks in a couple of months and then really keep them on and be fined if we wouldn't and, and, and all that. But um, when I left and I would see these scenes of just smoke taking over, of fires, of 
fire is affecting was, mainstream Sydney, yeah, right? It was like, like otherworldly. It was yeah, like, it was very. What is going on here? Um, and then, but what I was talking about when I said fires that have been lit, I'm like, you know, like Yemen, for example, has been going through a civil war. Yeah. And subhanAllah, for them to go through a civil war and for them to go through the drought and to go through that poverty and, then, and to go through all of that during COVID. Yeah. It's like a, it's, it's layers it's on layers of, of just crime and misery, death and destruction. The unfortunate reality is in a place like Yemen and many parts of the Muslim world, unfortunately, the, the extent of mismanagement is ridiculous. Yeah. And so it's not like you're going to be well managing a particular aspect of things and then something else comes and you manage that best you can. It's yeah. mismanaged issue here disastrously, another disastrous mismanagement yeah. and just lump them all together. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's just dire circumstances. Yeah, for sure. With these fires, um, how do you see them? Like I, you've heard, I've read online and I've heard of people talking about, I think f- people sort of, whether it's fires or some other kind of natural disaster, they view it in one of like three ways. Either they just don't have an attitude towards it, which is like whatever, yeah, it is what it, it, is, whatever yeah. it is what it is, Mother Nature doing her thing and yeah. whatever. Or then there's a sort of two, like there's a sort of, worldly way of looking at it it's like mm. a consequence of global warming and, yeah. and that sort of thing we need to be more careful as a community be more green and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff and then there's a I guess I don't want to compartmentalize it and say you can't do both but there is a sort of more spiritual way of looking at things in terms of it being a warning from yeah, Allah yeah. Reminder, um, warning. and a reminder and a warning from Allah yeah. how do you see it? Uh, look I think like you were saying, you, I don't just think marry you can the two really of them. compartmentalize it. Yeah. It's a bit of everything. Can right? I then, if you th- if you think it's both, can yeah. I sort of compartmentalize it anyway? No, can <laughs> I can I um sort of um, yeah, you test your grit on the whole w- it being a okay, global I'm warming not, thing? I'm not like taking a staunch position. I know, but I'm saying perhaps it could be okay. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Let's try it with anyway. the whole global warming thing. Yeah, how much? In how much of a consequence do you think the world's big corporations and the world's biggest um, criminals when it comes to carbon emissions? Yeah. How responsible do you think they are for things like the fires that we witnessed in Australia well, and elsewhere in the world? Assuming, Again, uh, like, yeah. taking the narrative that, you know, global warming is a key issue and it is something that is impacting the planet then, yeah, there'd be huge, huge accountability on those corporations. But unfortunately, they're also the ones who are able to get off and and sort of um, uh, commit these kinds of things without having much accountability and without really having much blowback fall to them. Um, So, yeah, I'd say they'd be accountable if indeed they are the ones who are pumping uh, the pollutants into the atmosphere and it's causing all these issues. Of course, there'd be huge responsibility, but... Mm. I don't know, like, it's, it's in the narrative, it's further than that as well. It's that they are responsible to a significant degree, mm. but then there's, like, emissions from things like cars, farming, things like that as well that contribute. Now, I don't know the specific percentages that corporations do X amount and everyone else does X amount and, mm. you know, that's how you work it yeah, out. Yeah. But, uh, okay, uh, that's still something to work off. You'd yeah. say, you know, there's the general emissions yeah. and then there's, People who there's corporations that are like almost criminally negligent yeah, yeah, yeah. with the way they don't manage their 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 emissions as well. And I guess arsonists come into the picture at some stage as well. Yeah, because I, I know there were a few of them that in Australia, were in by Sydney. That. That's just yeah, horrendous. Like I don't know what on earth is going through the minds of people. Who are like let's just start this and see what happens. Like, yeah, 
what on earth is going through such a person's mind? It's just, it's ridiculous, and things should be thrown at them, metaphorically and yeah. perhaps literally. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about the corporation. Yeah, so with corporations and governments, I don't know. Like, I don't know how exactly to think about the whole. We're going to be carbon neutral by such and such year, yeah. and we're taking this measure, and we've signed up to this agreement, and we've done all of this because. For me, at the end of the day, these capitalist corporations and nations are about profits. And if carbon uh, emissions are required for profits, then for me, I reckon that they'll prioritise the profits. And carbon emissions come what may. Yeah. Now, if there's like huge blowback on them where it'll actually impact their bottom line to have these emissions and to not sort of... Um, withhold and mm. rein things in then they might start making some changes but I don't for a second believe that they are genuinely concerned about no, the environment not, no. Look, about I want to bring your attention science. to um, this report yep. um, so it says it's a, it's a news report on the Guardian yeah. it says just 100 companies are responsible for 71% of global emissions well, well there you go they're the numbers a relatively small number of fossil fuel producers and their investors could hold the key to tackling climate change yeah. I think that's not surprising hearing something yeah, like this. Yeah, I don't this. think it's surprising it's at all. It's the same thing with the disproportionate um, distributions of wealth. Distribution of wealth. Yeah, 99% or 1% owning 99% of the wealth or whatever. Top 25 richest people could end world poverty or something yeah, crazy that like that. But that's capitalism for you. Yep. Like that's where the interest is. It's in the dollar signs. And if you've got to pollute and poison the planet, so be it. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. If profits are at stake, then come what may. Buyers can ravage whichever country as long yeah. as they've got fat checks in their back pockets. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention was on the... Okay, let me question you on this. Let me word the question carefully. So do you think there needed to be something said from the Muslim community about these fires? That's question one, or you can say part A. And part B... Of the responses that they were, whatever you might have seen or come across social media, this, that, how did you perceive them? Okay, so when you say responses, who are, what do you mean in terms of who are those responses addressing or targeting? General society. Just say, saying something about the bushfires. Like, do you think that... The Definitely. I think should, the, first thing not, is, the first thing is um, that point we made earlier about warnings mm. and, and heeding the warnings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think the second thing is based on a little bit of research, like it's not enough to just look at one quick article. I mean, it's one report. It looks like a solid report. It's talking about since 1988, the emissions have been Mm, whatever, whatever. Um, But let's assume that those findings were substantiated by like, I don't know, 10 or 15 other reports as well. I would add that as probably the second point after saying that we need to heed the warnings of Allah. Natural disasters are a form of, you know, trial Mm. or punishment. Right, and we need to be conscious of Allah, He's our creator. You know, I would play into that increasing sentiment of religiosity within some parts of yep, Australia, yep. Okay. Uh, that conservative community, and try and maybe win certain voices over, maybe issue some kind of joint statement or something. Um, but in, on the second note, I would, I, would, yeah. I would point to that sort of carbon emission and that sort of thing. I would talk about how, you know, like it's not about uh, or Abrahamic faith sort of view it like this or but I would say like Islamically speaking mm. that you know in a responsible Islamic model of governance 
you know, this is considered criminal activity yeah, of yeah, the highest. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these international organizations and bodies that are apparently responsible for, you know, uh, speaking up when it comes to crimes against humanity, whether that be in yeah. the form of like torture or mistreatment or whether it be in the form of, you know, this sort of more sust- like not dealing with the issues of uh, creating a sustainable future, mm. right? But they do nothing and they're so impotent um, that I think you sort of you need to point to the fact that this international framework and the structure that's been set up has failed miserably. Yeah, yeah. Like I would I would go along that sort of line see, um, yeah. in terms of how I would arrest. In terms of what I've witnessed, yeah, did you did you see much from the community? I don't like, think so. I, I don't think so. I, what I do remember is that there was an amazing effort on the part of some to actually help out when it came yeah, to yeah. the fires. In terms of yeah, that's what I was getting at uh, when it came in terms of. Um, you know, delivering water to drought-stricken farmers yeah, or food packages, supplies. resources, yeah. helping out in terms yeah. of volunteering, all that sort of stuff. That's that's really good. And I, I think, think that 100%, was fantastic. From I the think, awesome I, 100%. Really I think, um, but, but my one issue with that was sort of, uh, without naming anything or, you know, it's just sort of a general perception. I, mean, I could be wrong here, so if you disagree, feel free to not air it. Um, <laughs> that, um, Can we just get rid of this part? Um, so... I saw some some efforts looked to me to be a bit like a photo op, like yeah. where we're going, we're helping, mm. we're part of this struggle, and all that kind. Of. In fact, I know a few people who went down um, to assist, which is you know really good of them, and Muslim organisations and whatnot. But then some came back and actually said, "I would never do that again because it, that was a massive photo op." Yeah. Like we wanted to give supplies to people, we wanted to take them off, and they were like, "No, no, no, hang on, we got to take a photo." We got to get everyone here and supplies here and this and that and they were like, I would never do that again. And that was really disappointing. Like, yeah. and and there was another brother who made a really good point. He was giving a talk about this issue earlier on in the year, where he was like, "We absolutely should help." And I think we saw some amazing responses. Alhamdulillah, yeah. we should help in the spirit of Islam and how we should assist someone if they're in need. Muslim, non-Muslim doesn't. But not matter, for the right? credit of it. But not like you don't need to make statements yeah. about it and photos and this and publicize and yeah. just showing everyone like. You've got to justify that you care as well. Hey, yeah. I'm a Muslim and I care. Yeah. It's like you don't need to show that you're a Muslim and you care. You don't need to let everyone know that you do as yeah. though you've got to prove yourself. Yeah. And that was sort of one little thing that irked me what, about it. Um, I've, I've heard things growing up about, you know, within the community sometimes. You know, if you look at the topic of Riyadh, yeah. uh, showing off, right? And it's, it's a big, it's, a, it's considered one of the minor sins of Islam. Um, Riya and Tasmi'a These ideas of Showing off Or doing something For praise Right um, There have been Some exceptions Like for example When you want to Teach someone mm, yeah, You yeah. might want to show What do you think Of the idea that Someone might want to do that To encourage other Muslim organisations Because I, I can imagine If you were to Put the representative Of one of these organisations You know On the On sort of Spotlight and sort of asking these questions. Yeah. I think one of the first things they might come back and say is, and I just wonder, I want to sort of question you, yeah. quiz you on how reasonable you think a response like this might be. Something they might say is that we wanted to encourage other Muslim organizations and non Muslim organizations to get out there because I don't think that, you know, given what we have of our religion of Islam, there's not enough Muslim Islamic mm. organizations out there doing this. So I wanted to be a good example for other okay. people. I think that. Look, it's it's justifiable. I'm not like trying to throw them under the bu- under the bus and say it was horrible. Yeah, but you already threw like them that. under it, and they got no, mangled. No, not but really. And if it was a bus, it was a very small one. They're <laughs> fine. Um, but uh, I think it's a matter of degrees. Yeah. Like, if there's an organisation that went and helped out and they put one photo or something, right? Yeah. Or released a statement or something, right? Something small to encourage. Then okay, true, right? 
But there were some, like okay. I saw and heard from others, that some really excessive attempts, and okay. that's what sort of irked me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe let's um, move on to some of the other sure. twenty twenty issues. What else? What else did you want to look at? Um, Do you want to talk about COVID or further, or did we cover that sufficiently? <laughs> What's with the smoke? <laughs> no, so disrespectful. We, no, because we started, we inadvertently jumped Stuff into COVID. Like, look, a couple of things I think we should talk about COVID, um, and we we mentioned one point about how. 2020 is the worst year ever because of, yeah. the, of the we shouldn't we shouldn't talk like that. Um, there have been certain points that have been made about uh, many times, but I think it's worth repeating that you know you fashion in your mind what your next year is going to look like. The mm. whole resolution for the next yeah, year, yeah, and then you and and I think there's been so many videos online. When I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast, yep. there were so many videos online <laughs> that spoke about why I didn't meet my 2020 goals. Oh, yeah. Very predictably so because, you know, it's been a very... Lockdown, this, that. Yeah, lockdown and it's a very. it's been a very um, up and down sort of a year. Tumultuous. A tumultuous sort of year. Thank you for that. No worries, sir. <laughs> um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners. We plan and Allah plans and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners. You know, we have specific ways of seeing how we might do things and then something comes and takes that completely away from us. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's a really important way to sort of look at it. But, you know, something I was mentioning before... Um, and we can have a chat about this. Let's do. Is it. this idea? I've heard it on news reports and people sort of saying uh, representatives of government, like premiers of various states, no, no state in particular, right? But saying so, we've got a handle on this. Yep. You know, and I know there's two sides to this picture in terms of you know whether you should say I've got a handle on this, and you know whether you should sort of have a little bit more humility. Yeah. I don't think you know they're gonna obviously overnight change their position and start attributing the good and the bad, you know, as, yeah. as coming from Allah. But you still have some humility. Yeah, like yeah. how many how many times does it take um things to get out of get out of your hands and get out of your control for you to sort of realize that at the very least you shouldn't come out and say, We got a handle on this, right? Mm. Just recognize that it's out of your hands. Like it's it's bigger than you. You're not in control here. Like mm. Look, I, I, know, I get that feeling when I see a premiere come up and there's a broadcast, live broadcast, like, well, you got a handle on this. Like, no, no, you don't. Just relax. Look, sometimes, I think, sometimes they say that, but other times they've been quite frank and saying, look, we've got to control this because we don't have it under control. Mm. Like, I remember early on the press conferences with um, Scott Morrison where he was like exceedingly sombre coming out and saying, look, this is everywhere, it's not contained. Therefore, we need lockdown, this, that, whatever, right? And they kind of went with that line for a while and there was like a, an almost like panic-stricken uh, approach to it. Um, so I don't think that was quite... I don't know. I felt a handle like on it. that came that across... That came later though. That, like the whole we've got a handle on it kind of thing came a bit later. But then I think Melbourne came and kicked everyone up the backside when it yeah. clearly demonstrated that there wasn't. Um, but look, I've also got to say that I think that comparatively to the rest of the world, mm. Australia's done... It looks like a fairly decent job of keeping a handle on things. Now, that could be due to its actual geographic isolation because mm. it's not landlocked and connected to other nations. And, you know, they've got a massive landmass in the middle that's just almost empty and it's all concentrated around the coast. It could be those reasons. It could be others. But it hasn't fared like America has or the Obviously, UK has, yeah. which have been absolutely decimated. Yeah. All right? Like thousands of cases a day. Like I was reading one stat how the United States having more deaths per day from COVID than the entirety of deaths in 9-11, yeah. right? Um, so 
astonishing numbers are coming out from these places. And in Australia, you get like, if it gets to double digits in a particular state on a particular day, it's panic stations. Yeah. Like even now, now with mandatory mask wearing and five people indoors and all these restrictions that came in, um, which seem to have been a pre- preventative measure around mm. Christmas, New Year time, it's not like there were dozens of cases. No. There were literally yeah, it's true. perhaps That's a true. few no, cases no, 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 you're right. per day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe is it? Like I was reading one report today from a professor of immunology, I think it was, I can't remember where from, yep. um, and he was saying that you don't need to be disproportionately protective. He was like, Australia's done decently well. You don't need to shut everything down. Yeah. Yes, be precautious. Yes, take your measures. But you don't need to go to lockdown grade stuff if you're getting a few cases a day. Yeah. It's manageable, right? Like, there's, I think there's no cases in Australia that are in intensive care. Yeah. None. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's only a few dozen cases in hospital. Yeah. So it's not sort of overtaking the system like in Italy right early on with Italy where they were just inundated and the medical system couldn't cope that's not the case here right they've got seems like they've got the ability to trace contacts this and that whatever Mm. it is that they're doing Um, but like in the UK where contact tracing is a big problem I I, um, apparently I I take a very different approach I've been nodding along and just sort of (laughs) hoping we move on to a different topic but Without, I'm not. I'm not going to really get into detail because I think there's a few other things we can talk about yeah. as well. But I, I have a very, very different uh, approach to it. I don't think that Australia handled it like amazingly well. I think there were some really um, epic fails in terms of deciding when to open schools, yeah, and then um, very arbitrarily closing and opening them throughout the sort of middle of the year. Um, and I think that led to a couple of clusters that started off and that led to a whole sort of set of dramas later on. Um, and I think definitely I would say towards the start of the whole disaster, the economic considerations were far outweighing the health considerations. Yeah. And I think that it's the blessings of Allah that just meant that for us, we in Australia, we just got lucky. Could uh, be that, yeah. Far over and beyond sort of like amazing oh, look, management on the part of the question, government. I, I, I would take that sort like of a Allah line. subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessing is the number one reason why you know one could consider whether australia has been somewhat isolated or insulated from this issue without question yeah um but i think there have been some some decent management of it like you haven't got a fractured american society for example where even if there's measures attempted no one complies or there's you know the 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 sides of politics clash this and that and whatever Mm. there's not that extent of division that will cause sort of um, uh, potential problems with spreads and whatnot. Yeah. Like, it could be that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's because the Australian population just says, yeah, all right, whatever, yeah, no, or something. Yeah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> mate. Stay at home and watch the cricket, mate. Yeah. All right, yeah, cool. Um, and they just bought lots of toilet paper, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Kept themselves safe. <laughs> Global pandemic, what do we do? Let's get some they've toilet been, paper. There have been those sort of um, non-human originating sort of sort of let's say natural versus human made disasters yep. right so you've got your covids and your fires and whatever else but then there've been there's been a crazy year in terms of man made like civil wars in yemen and mm. you've got your impeachment trial and the corruption that that's brought about yeah the whole um um black lives matter thing with you know and you know right after that happened and that went to the peak in terms of drama and and death and and, and intensity and then they had another couple as well where they had some really terrible instances of shoot to kill, 
orders yeah. being given um, with black suspects or with can black we, people in, in in incarceration and so forth. Can we perhaps let's just like keep America as America because there's so many things yeah. in America. Like we could chuck in Trump, his impeachment plus the election. That's one issue. Black Lives Matter is mm-hmm. another massive issue as well. Um, and then there was one other I can't quite recall. Um, um COVID. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, no, the no. way they well, yeah that but that's failed to we, handle we it. mentioned that with COVID itself there was one other I can't remember um, uh, election perhaps yeah probably yeah, you election. mentioned that yeah. yeah no Trump himself and then the election that, like that's different anyway yeah. whatever um, but one thing I wanted to mention or do you want to just talk about that now no no you can go ahead okay. go ahead was Beirut um, that was huge yeah. like and I think what that showed was just the extent of mismanagement and and not not just like ordinary mismanagement but like culpable mismanagement yep. that occurs in the muslim world the, the the shoddy nature of things the way that things are not managed and that disaster really really brought that to light and then you had the the like just outright predatory and disgusting overtures from western countries like they actually cared yep. like france i think was the worst in yep. that regard yep like coming along and trying to flex its own political muscle and try and get some public meal. I, I find that just just ridiculous. Like that was just, that was yeah. next level, right? Um, but I think that was one of the key events of this year. Sure. Um, and like what, it was about 190 that were killed, many thousands left displaced. The extent of it was just huge, right? We had our whole, one whole podcast on it as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's definitely worthy of mention as well in terms of, you know, 2020 and the year in review. What about what about some of the good things that happened in 2020? Was there any? There must have been. But it's the worst year in history. Apparently. But it's been 12 months. I feel like there may Nothing have been a couple of days. In those 12 months. I think going back to COVID, not to suggest it was. Do a you good want thing. to ever talk about anything else? No, but do you know how COVID was a really bad thing? I don't know if you registered that or not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Noted. Moving on. Stuck for a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, there's many people who dismiss that. By there's the way. a lot of. Do you remember how there's a lot of good? That came out of COVID as well, in terms of the environment, because oh, of yeah, the lockdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. because That's of true. yeah, yeah, because everyone was at home, you know, and they could, and Zoom made millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the good things, <laughs> or from their angle, but just in terms of the green aspect, right, the environment, yeah. and how we weren't polluting it, not just us, yeah. but corporations you, that but were in lockdown yeah. and stuff weren't polluting the well environment before as 2020, badly. I would put my cardboard in recycling bins, bro. So I don't okay. know about you, but I was doing this from. Well before. <laughs> Good Samaritan comes <laughs> a Kreishi. No, but I get you. It's true. Yeah. Like, I think there was... Um, Apparently, it was the first sight of the Himalayas. Yeah, like measurable dips in pollution. Like, not measurable. I mean, substantial. Like, not Immeasurable. Seen. They were measurable because they're on graphs. So, <laughs> they were clearly measured. I'm trying to say, like, it was significant. <laughs> Metaphorically immeasurable. Yeah. Okay, we'll go that way. Um, but, yeah, I remember reading those reports as well. That was um, quite a positive. And I think um, people got really creative as well like yeah. in lockdown people got really really yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I, I had some of my photos remember when I was um, locked down Chef Sufi <laughs> for 2020 I came on I said you didn't look at any of those pictures no, did clearly you clearly I deleted them I had like tons of uh, I turned to the kitchen in 2020 I said you know what I'm going to start cooking mashallah uh, I'll try and upload it for our viewers to, to sample some of those you did I made did one I? of them at your place oh yes you did <laughs> well if it was lockdown you shouldn't have been at my place uh, let's not get to that <laughs> anyway <laughs> It was one of those periods where they said <laughs> clearly five there were no restrictions at that time. Visitors or, or something, something at a time. Anyway, um, uh, okay, let's yeah. get to America. 
Okay. Why so, do you want to talk about America? I want to talk about positive things. <laughs> talk about the positives of America. Trump's leaving. Okay. Is that a positive or not? Anyway. Um, so first he was impeached because apparently he was interfering in US elections and stuff. Yep. And asking Ukraine to monitor whatever it was. Biden. I this specific, yeah, yeah, it was Biden and um, the Democrats. Um, and the impeachment. And then following it, he was acquitted. And that was like his massive badge of honor that he's been. In fact, I remember seeing a photo of him holding up a newspaper headline saying acquitted. Acquitted, yeah. And that was like his massive saving grace. That, yep, it's all good now. Um, that was pretty significant. And then um, Black Lives Matter obviously was huge. George Floyd and his death, I Can't Breathe, that was massive. That gave yeah. the movement um, a second wind where. Obviously, it existed before, but this really, really brought really it out to everyone's it attention back as well. To everyone's attention, definitely. Um, and it's so sad that it took such a tragic yeah. event like that for for it to gain the kind of momentum that it did. But it did. It like took off. I know of some schools that were doing like you know in this geographically isolated part of the world were doing like legal studies assignments on Black mm. Lives Matter, yeah. right? And it's like everywhere ripples around it, the world. There were ripples around the world in universities and academics talking about it. News reports, journalists. Right, news channels. Do you think that that kind of thing will make some kind of noticeable impact? I definitely think so. I one hundred percent think so. And you know what? I actually think that over and above your, you've got your day to day grind Mm. of political movements. You've got you know people who are on the ground and they consider themselves sort of like independent news media sources and stuff like that, and they're doing great work. But nothing serves to move public opinion like a. A, a global political event. Yeah, yeah. Because then and people truly was global, are forced like. to respond to it and they're forced to take a position. Mm. You know, you can... Um, what's the what's the on-air friendly way of saying? Uh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> they're like um, careful about where they put their foot. They're really careful about how they say it. Like, like Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Like normally... If you ask someone to take a position on anything that's slightly controversial, they will that word again, right? They'll they'll avoid it, right? Uh, They're on the fence. Tread carefully. They'll tread they'll very beat carefully. They'll around the bush. They'll yeah, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you've got a major political event and yeah, sentiments yeah. are running it high, pushes you one side. It or pushes the other. you because yeah. it's like, no, mate, you standing on the fence there. You're on the other side. Yeah, Stop. There's no anymore. there's no standing on the fence whatsoever. Sitting on the fence, right? And uh, and so I think that when it comes to big, big political events, and we might sort of wrap up with this as yeah. well because it's getting a little bit lengthy, but with big political events, right, I think it forces you to take a position. And so um, some of those things that we've spoken about, you've got your man-made um, disasters, if you will, the chaos that has mm. uh, America has rent asunder in the world in terms of its contributions to the Yemen civil war in terms of its own issues back home uh, black lives matter and the you know systemic oppression of black people it's uh, the way that it's treated muslims around the world yeah, you had yeah. trump banning uh, yeah, immigration world. from various parts of the muslim world and then you've got obviously your natural sort of disasters as well in terms of the virus and in terms of the fires and it's been a very chaotic year yeah. but i think one of the things if you want to marry those sort of the natural and the political and the man made one of the things for me, if I can end on this note and you can maybe share some of your thoughts as well that I take away from it is that, you know, America and, and some of these big leading political powers, think about, go back a few years and you think about in 2020, you, you feel like it, overri- the overarching forces are probably some of the strong superpowers of the world. Yep. But they sort of become 
um, sidelined. Yeah. Twenty twenty came and said, "Nah, there's something yeah. else." Sorry, superpowers. There's something else. You can say it's headlines. the virus if you're secular. If you're religious, you can say it's Allah or God or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, we say that it's Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that's in control, and that's unquestionably so, indisputably so. But um, whatever position you take on it, it's not America that's in control. That's for sure. And so, one of the takeaway points for me is that America is just as much and, and, and the other superpowers are just as much subject yeah, to changing realities huge, yeah, as huge. they are the architects of those changing realities. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't always say, oh, America's in control, America controls everything, we control our health. You know these conspiracy theorists yeah, say, yeah. whether it's our health or our education or our they economy and they control everything or the Jews control everything. It's, a, it's like, relax. All the Jews and all the Americans and all everyone's just They're sitting subject down quietly to subjected well. to this particular reality and tomorrow it may be some new particular reality. I think that's something Thing big yeah. that I've taken away from from 2020. Yeah, I think um, that's a really good way of looking at it because it firmly establishes that you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala runs the show, and we're just responding. And yes, it may have been a year of trial, um, but it's a trial that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala chose yeah. to sure. give to humanity, and we've got to respond, and we've got to see how that's done. Um, but uh, maybe perhaps 2020 might be one of the formative years or one of the Perhaps it's a year in which it's the beginning of the end for America as the global superpower. That could be the case because I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, we've seen such a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you got to give me something more than convalescence. that. Convalescence. Is that a word? Is that a word? It is a word, yeah. Convalescence? It is a word. It's like everything coming, coming together. together of yeah, something, convalescence. Yeah. Have we ever seen... Such a convalescence It's got to be done with that hand it's gesture got that hand gesture to it as well Of serious issues impacting America at one time mm. Like have we ever seen that? And if we haven't Perhaps that's where things start to politically change in America That's a good point Might a really not good necessarily point. be the global power Come even Economically Health wise We didn't even mention China America Politically yeah. America China trade wars That's what I meant by When I said Economically right You yeah. got On every front America really really Did struggle And in many ways Over and above The struggle of You know Other nations in the world Compared to It's sort of Resting yeah, I think comfortably From it's ivory towers it's Controlling everything that 2020 was the worst year ever yeah. Because perhaps for them It really was It really was Because everything happened yeah. Maybe the rest of the world Was just looking and saying Well yeah maybe yeah. But for them, perhaps yeah. that could be the case. Khair, um, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for goodness for ourselves and for others Ameen. in the years that are to come. And um, inshallah, for us as well, for the new year of 2021, you know, it's not some kind of like official recognition that, you know, but we <laughs> do go by the Gregorian calendar. So for this new year of 2021, um, inshallah we look forward to having you guys join us in our podcast we do have a few new ways we'd like to um, improve the podcast in terms of improving our uh, interaction with our audience so look forward to sharing those uh, new elements with you inshallah in upcoming inshallah. podcasts um, and uh, inshallah we'll catch you in a couple of weeks from now Assalamualaikum Waalaikumsalam.